clink. Vickler stood up straight, staring back at them. He rammed his shoulder against St. Michael. He beat the saints back. He grabbed the figure's sword-wielding arm and rocked him back and forth, cracking the mortar. The statue lurched, and the rusted shaft of pipe protruding through the base cracked loose, splitting the serpent free from the avenging angel's foot. St. Michael tipped off the ledge and spiraled to the sidewalk, diving toward its own shrinking shadow. It detonated against the concrete steps in a crackling explosion of dust and rocks as the gym students leaped for their lives, shrieking and scrambling over each other. For the first time that day, for the first time in a long while, Colin Vickler smiled. As those fresh screams rose up, he stared over the streets ahead to the shopping center across the road, the receding clusters of homes, the green springtime slopes of the valley rising in the distance, the wide curve of the Allegheny River, an industrial artery slouching along the steel mills and gravel works as it bent toward Pittsburgh. In the busy street beside the school, traffic crawled past the gas stations, fast food joints, doctor's offices, and other storefronts that lined Natrona Heights's main strip. Up here, it all looked like some toy village in a model train layout. Tiny. Unreal. It seemed harmless to him now, and he felt so much bigger than it. The hatch shook again, but the mop handle held. Vickler watched it, waited, then nothing. He stumbled toward the next saint, dragging his bag behind him. The bag. That's what got him here. Thick, full glass jars clattered inside the canvas. The strap cut into his hand, but he wouldn't let it leave his side again. Not that it mattered now. The other kids had discovered what he kept inside, though they wouldn't understand. They couldn't. Not even he did, really. A kid had the right to some secrets, if only the ones he could carry. But these had just been taken from him. He heard voices in the parking lot. More of the gym students were gathered below, his classmates. Former classmates now, he guessed. One kick. One kick was all it took, and that surprised Vickler. One kick sent St. Francis toppling end over end to the ground. But the statue didn't deliver the satisfying explosion the angel had. Instead of the sidewalk, it landed with its touchdown-raised arms now stuck in a soft flower bed, its head buried, patron saint of ostriches. The kids standing around the garden looked at it with confusion. Vickler dragged his bag to St. Thomas. He rattled the saint's head. Jars clinked madly in Vickler's bag. Clink. That's what they called him. Clink. Three kicks later, and St. Thomas became an arrow to the earth. He hit the brick wall along the grand front steps and fractured in two at the waist. This time, the kids ran. St. Barnabas. Decades of hard weather had already crumbled the base of this statue. Vickler heaved him over. St. Anthony, three shakes, two kicks, pray for us. Vickler had black dust on his hands now. The filth smeared his face as he wiped away tears. A man's voice bellowed below the roof hatch. Vickler whirled. The contents of his knapsack clattered. Clink, clink. 
The steel sheet rocked once, then twice, as someone rammed it from the other side. The mop handle bent like rubber, flexing, beginning to crack. The next hit splintered it. The tar-bristled mop end flopped away from the jagged stick. Vickler's hands crawled into his book bag and came out with a sealed glass jar. Trapped inside the clear fluid was a small swollen creature, a baby shark, curled in death, its little black eyes staring at him. He inched closer to the hatch, his shadow touching its edge. The heavy steel door lifted. Below rose panicky shouts. A woman's voice barked, Open it already! A little head, as white as a clover flower, rose up from the hole. Vickler arched his arm and hurled the jar into the face of Mr. Seducci, the school's mumble-mouthed elderly janitor. Seducci.